brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome in, everybody. Phil Jones with you, along with Kennedy Weems, who, uh, of course, is back with us here in studio. Glad to have you back. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Absolutely. And glad to have you guys on board. Yes, we are running a little bit late. Okay, I get it. Uh, <laughs> final show that, we do, uh, that we're going to be doing in a while. And so let's make this a great one. Okay, let's go out with a bang. Uh, we will be back. Going to take off a couple of uh, two, three weeks, uh, um, just kind of get our um, feet up under us, take a little R&R. &R. Not that we're really going to be resting a whole lot because we're definitely going to be working. But uh, as I've told you guys before, it's a lot of different things that I do, that we all do here. So in addition to doing the show, we all will uh, devote a little bit more time to some of the other projects that we've got going on. And then when we do come back, though, uh, we will be ready, bigger, better than ever, and ready to uh, roll this show out uh, the best that it has ever been. We'll go to four days a week when we return, as, of course, we started the show off, uh, as you guys know, at four days a week. So that's kind of the, uh, the plan as it stands right now. So, guys, again, let's end this baby with a bang today, and let's uh, hear from you guys. What do you want to talk about? And you know what? Something else we would like to know as we do get ready to take this, uh, this respite. Let us know what you would like to see us do differently. What can we do to make the show better? Okay. Uh, I think we do a pretty good job. Um, and, and, you know, what do you think, Kennedy? I mean, you're, you're kind of a, 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 a sort of a part-timer here. I mean, you've got some ideas on things we can do better, I'm sure. And uh, so I want to hear your thoughts as well, you yeah. know? Well, I think I would love to be able to hear from all of our viewers and then us kind of talk about is there mm -hmm. anything major that we're missing that we're not touching on or yeah. kind of going out and looking at and researching. So that could be something that all of you could let us know today. Is there anything that y'all would like to see from us as far as just talking about, you know, from a day-to-day -day basis as well? Absolutely. Um, well said. And I uh, really, that, that's exactly what I'm looking for. So yeah. let us know, guys. Yeah. Uh, as always, let us hear from you. If there's any newcomers to the show, let us know where uh, you are. 
By the way, there's a <laughs> Pelham's football coach, Lamar Landing, calling me. Sorry, coach, I can't take that thing right now, but I would love to talk to you. Of course, uh, Coach Landing, uh, Lamar Landing, the new head coach at Pelham, who, by the way, has got a new quarterback over there. Uh, so that's obviously one of the things I would love to talk to him about. Well, shall we see who all is in the house yes. today? Our two, I mean, I'm talking to Welcome to our two-hour soiree that we call <laughs> Extra Point with Phil Jones. We always start off finding out uh, who is on the show. And Kennedy, start us off. I think that Troy Davis and Clint Haynes need a uh, reward because they are always the first two to comment yes, they every are. single day. Yes, they yeah. are. I appreciate and love you guys. Yes. yes, they're awesome. Absolutely. And then Abby Pearson checking in, Keith Blaylock, um, Michael Jarvis, Let's see. Clayton Williams said, good afternoon, everyone. Go Makers. Syrup um, Makers, I take it. Yes. I, I hear you. So. Wayne Gladden, good Wednesday. Go Canes. We're going to talk we about the Hurricanes Cheryl. today, by the way. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Mm -hmm. no, but uh, So we talked to Tucker Pruitt on Monday's show. Mm -hmm. But today, with Kennedy here in studio, we are also going to have Adam Crone he is the class AA, 2A blogger, beat writer, call it what you will. He's the class 2A specialist for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He's going to be checking in with us today at 530, and we are going to go back, and again, it'll be a repeat of some of the things we talked about on Monday, but we're going to put up the, the, the bracket for you, mm -hmm. okay, and we will talk about who do you guys think are going to be the Elite Eight, the quarterfinalist, when it's all said and done this year in Class AA, okay? You're talking about some big-time teams in 2A. Yep. Yep. Fitzgerald, of course, right there at the top. Mm -hmm. Will Fitzgerald be able to get it done this year? Of course, their quarterback, Chris Martin, is off to Lee County. Is that mm -hmm. going to hurt them? We shall see. We will Talk about that today. And whatever your favorite 2A team is, of course, Callaway is right there. Yep. Uh, as always, uh, probably the big stumbling block to get over. Absolutely. All right. So, um, <laughs> by the way, I love it when we are a little bit late because we hear <laughs> from you guys. So, we had a couple of uh, – Clint Haynes says, come on, Phil, where you at? And now, he added a couple of other things in there that I can't say because this is a family show, okay? <laughs> but, no, I'm just kidding. He, he keeps it fairly clean, except for the D word. Whoa, look how clean old potty mouth, dude. Get that bar of soap out for you. All right. Uh, Kennedy mentioned Clayton Williams. Mm -hmm. I love makers. I've never heard the syrup maker simply called the mm -hmm. makers. Yeah, I think – and I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure one of their baseball jerseys this year just had makers on it instead of syrup makers. So I, love I don't know if that's a new thing, if they're kind of starting to do that. Or well, I, I think it's kind of a trend where you got a lot of the, the, the teams that are, are, are kind of uh, wearing the – gosh, I don't know what you'd call it. It's not slang, but it's uh, like – it's streetwise mm -hmm. – um, uh, uh, what am I trying to say here, guys? It's like the like, like like Atlanta, okay? For example, the Atlanta Hawks. Hey, there's Sissy Bass coming in. Hey, Sissy. Sissy's bringing the wings to us. Sissy, we love seeing you every Wednesday. We missed you. Yes. I'm sure y'all have. 
I'm telling you. Hey, you got all over me here about being uh, late on the show. <laughs> Thanks, sissy. Thank you. See you, sweetie. There she is. She's our favorite lady. And not just because she brings us wings. Yep. She's our favorite lady. So we appreciate Sissy and all the gang over there at, uh, at Winn-Dixie. Anyway, so the, the, like the Atlanta Hawks, they wear ATL right. on their jersey. Right. Um, or I mean, like you, yeah. Tiff County does like just devils, you know, yeah. so like blue devils or kind of just shortening things. Right. So I don't know. There, there's, a, there's a description for it that I can't quite put mm-hmm. my finger on right now, but you guys help me out with yeah. that. But that's kind of what we're talking about. Instead of, her, uh, instead of syrup makers, it's just makers. Of mm-hmm. course, Fitzgerald, as we've been uh, talking about, of course, they've been doing that forever, yeah. calling themselves the Canes, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, so a couple of things we've been talking about, having a little fun this week in addition to talking business or football. Um, we've been talking about – um, some of the most intimidating places to play, okay? And we can continue kind of along those lines today. Uh, you know, what are some of the toughest stadiums to go into to play? Here's another thing uh, I, I was going to ask and talk about, okay? What are, in addition to, to, to being like the most intimidating or the toughest places to play, what about just a great place to play not that it's necessarily intimidating but i guess i'm talking about some of the more picturesque beautiful stadiums Mm -hmm. you know say like when the sun's going down on a friday night you know some of those early games Mm -hmm. what stadiums present some of the better sky you know some of the some of the better uh like uh you know lights on you get the 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 beauty of the horizon where the stadium lights are you know what i mean yeah like the skyline yeah the skyline that's that's what i was trying to say just uh you know what stadiums kind of bring to mind some of the better thoughts and better images Mm -hmm. of sitting in a stadium in addition to the great atmosphere and the ambience that's already there you also have a a pretty darn good setting as well so we'd like to know about that just talking about stadiums yeah that's all a part of high school football Mm -hmm. in addition to the band the camaraderie the noise the teams Mm -hmm. the talent also just love a lot of the other nuances of high school football the stadiums i'm really big into that talked yesterday about stadiums that have the better lighting some Mm -hmm. that don't you know i mean there's some stadiums where um you almost need a headlamp no. Uh, to, to watch the game. But anyway, just kind of throwing out miscellaneous stuff, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, like that. What stadiums yes. are des- in desperate need of an overhaul? We've been talking about a lot of stadiums, of course, that are undergoing said overhaul and renovations, including, of course, probably the biggest one in the state is uh, up in uh, Fort Valley with Peach County. Uh, also, uh, one of the things we'll get to today and talk a little bit about if you guys want to, the college football playoffs, mm-hmm. okay, Now, they introduced, uh, I guess, late last week, kind of came out of nowhere, that there's going to be a vote uh, taken, and I think it's going to be next week, if I'm not mistaken, um, that will decide whether or not we're going to move forward. Now, it won't be now, but it would take a couple of years, but going to go ahead and vote and make the decision on whether to go from a 14 playoff to a 12-team playoff. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yes. More the better. Very excited about that. Me too. And, of course, from that, again, talking about is there a way, any way possible to do a high school 
football mm -hmm. playoff. Now, mm -hmm. I know that would be a lot more challenging, but at least it would give us, you know, something close to, right. akin to mm -hmm. a playoff in high school football mm -hmm. rather than just simply having a, a mythical right. national yeah. champion, right? Agreed. Okay. All right, so again, guys, taking a look at uh, – by the way, thanks, Winn-Dixie, for the wing. Seriously, we appreciate you, Clint, Sissy, Very and uh, Michael Jarvis, all of you over there at Winn-Dixie. Of course, a big thanks to our friends at Pepsi-Cola, and we do want to acknowledge our sponsors that have made the show possible mm -hmm. and will make the show possible as we go forward, coming back from our respite. ADL Dental Associates, my buddy Dr. Mike McCartney, who, by the way, i got to go see you tomorrow morning. Uh, Dr. Mike is certainly taking care of me. Got a couple of implants. Uh, don't know what they're going to do tomorrow. But anyway, you too can get uh, your smile uh, brighter, better, whiter. So all you got to do is pick up the phone and call Adel Dental Associates, 229-887-8679. That's Adel Dental Associates. They'll certainly be glad to take care of you. You can also go online and look them up at adeldental.com. All right, we'll uh, take a look and see who all is in the house when we come back. Also, Adam Crone is going to be checking in with us as we talk about Class 2A. Who are going to be the teams still standing when the quarterfinals roll around? Are we going to have any surprises in Class 2A this year? So let's get into that mm -hmm. when we return with more of Extra Point. Phil Jones with you, Kennedy Wings in studio. We will be right back. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points.
Hey, guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Blessed Trinity head baseball coach Andy Harlan as we talk about the Blessed Trinity baseball program and how things are going so far this season. Coach Harlan will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Blessed Trinity program. That's the Blessed Trinity Coaches Show with myself and Coach Andy Harlan, heard every other Tuesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Extra Point with Phil Jones. And I am Kennedy Williams, and of course, Phil Jones here with us. Thank you, Kennedy, for bringing us back. I do appreciate that, and I appreciate everybody checking into the show today. We are going to be talking some Class AA football as uh, we will be joined by Adam Crone. He is the uh, the Class AA guy mm-hmm. for the AJC. Uh, the beauty of working at a big newspaper, Mr. Producer, which camera am I supposed to be on? Okay. Uh, the beauty of working in a big newspaper is, you know, <laughs> they've got a guy for every class. Yep. I wish I could do that, right? Right, yeah. So, like, Kennedy would be, you know, class AA. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd probably be uh, 5A for coffee, right? Probably. Yeah. That yeah. would be easier. Yeah. <laughs> class 6 uh, you know, so, uh, so that's what they got at the AJC. They got mm-hmm. a person that strictly covers every classification. Adam, of course, uh, covers double uh, A. so we'll be talking to him. What are his thoughts and, of course, we will put up uh, our graphic uh, as it appears in our newsletter. Of course, we do this for all of the classifications. But I uh, figure we spent some time talking about 2A this week, earlier in the week, when we had Tucker Pruitt on from Fitzgerald. So let's talk about it again today as we move forward. All right. Uh, my buddy Clint Haynes is reminding me to remind you guys about – Father's Day coming up this weekend. Don't forget uh, Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta, our great sponsor of the show, has got everything that dad would want. You know what? Surprise dad this week. Head over on Sunday and uh, grab a bunch of the food from the hot bar. Get you some meat, some vegetables. Hey, listen, they've got beef brisket. They've got chicken. I mean, everything a man would want. Anybody (laughs) would want it, of course. But Dad loves, you know, the man food. So they've got it at Winn-Dixie. And, uh, hey, men love flowers, too. So they've got a full-scale floral department. (laughs) Kennedy laughs. they got a full-scale floral department. So uh, you can go by and uh, get some stuff for Dad at their Mm -hmm. full-scale floral department. That's at Winn-Dixie. Guys, everything under one roof at Winn-Dixie. So don't forget about good old dad this Father's Day. All right. Let's go back to taking a look at uh, who all is in the house today while we wait on Adam Crone to join us. Let's see. Clayton Williams said, already had chicken today. Now I want some more. Just great for my diet. I know it. So (laughs) so every Wednesday, of course, Clint and and, uh, uh, Sissy bring us wings from Winn-Dixie. We appreciate that. A whole lot, but uh, we got some more. 
Uh, yeah. If you're in the neighborhood, come by and get some wings. That's right. We, we, they're still, we still got the top on them. So uh, we'll be digging into those, though, uh, come next yes. break. I promise you that. Troy Davis is in the house. I know we mentioned Troy earlier, but Troy always appreciate opening yeah. up the computer screen and seeing you and Clint and all of our lovely smiling mm -hmm. faces that are always uh, tuned into the show. Troy, we appreciate your brother, Wayne Gladden. I know we're being redundant on some of these. Wayne Gladden says, good Wednesday, go Canes. Jimmy Helms says, good afternoon, Phil and friends. By the way, Jimmy missed you last Wednesday. He, he did. He said, where in the world is Kennedy at? <laughs> I missed everyone. Yes, it you definitely have... didn't feel like a normal week without coming. Yeah, yes. and we missed you. We really did. Glad to have you back today. Abby Pearson is another regular. Yes, Abby, we yep. appreciate you very much. Abby says, good afternoon, my football friends. Uh, Clint Haynes says, I bet someone is sampling those wings that Sissy Pittman Bass dropped off. We ain't got into them yet, but I promise you we will. You can bet your bottom dollar mm -hmm. on that. <laughs> Michael Jarvis, no, I'm not sleeping. <laughs> Michael Jarvis says, go wake up, Phil. No, I'm right here, man, right here. Keith Blaylock, I know Sissy mentioned, I mean, I'm sorry, I know that the Kennedy mentioned you earlier, so we appreciate you checking in. Uh, Tullus Allen, you'll have a great show. Tullus V. Allen, now who is that? My granddaddy. That's right, that's yep. what I thought. Yep. How are you doing, Mr. Tullus? Uh, glad to see you, brother. Checking in from where? Douglas? Douglas. Mm -hmm. Very good. Joe Hangley, good evening. Go Jackets. By the way, guys, one of the reasons that you need to subscribe to our weekly newsletter is so that you can uh, get Next Take, our mm -hmm. weekly podcast. I record that every Wednesday and this morning, well, actually it was this afternoon earlier, uh, I recorded it and this week's guest on my Next Take podcast is none other than Ashley Henderson. Awesome. Thomas County Central. Yeah. And the podcast, a little bit different than just X's and O's. Mm -hmm. I asked Ashley, and the topic of our discussion was, how is it going from a being very successful at Valwood, mm -hmm. where he was, won three right. state championships, played for another couple of state championships, came up a little bit short, Bottom line, got you know, almost every year that Ashley was there, he had Valwood playing for a state title. Mm -hmm. They won three of them, won six region championships, okay? A lot of success, right? So, when you go from that to a public school, we got a call coming in. Is this our guy? Uh, this is Adam Crone. Adam, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. I was just calling and making sure. Um, like, so I was told someone was going to call me at 525, so I just wanted to – Make sure everything was. On you were you were on the ball, my man, and there is nothing wrong with that. We actually <laughs> are going to take a break because we're live on the air right now. Okay. Oh, okay. Great. A Adam, say hello to all of our viewers and listeners. Hello, viewers and listeners. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we have a um, good discussion. I'm looking forward to it. We are too. Adam, stay with us. We're going to take a quick break and uh, get our notes together, and when we come back. We will talk about, as we have been previewing, Class AA. We are going to put up a graphic as Adam talks to us, uh, talking about and looking at who we think may be still standing once the first couple of rounds of the playoffs are done. Who will be standing in the quarterfinals, the Elite Eight this year? 
Well, we're going to take a look at some of the teams that we think uh, may be there. We'll get your thoughts, your ideas, and tell us whether you agree or disagree uh, with either us, Adam, or, again, the graphic we put up on the screen. We'll take a look and talk about that. Class AA, looking ahead to 2021, when we return with more of Extra Point. Phil Jones, Kennedy Weems in studio, Adam Crone from the AJC on the line with us. Stay with us, guys. We're coming right back. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Yeah, it all, it all sort of stems back from, from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to, to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a, you know, see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners. And if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be, so we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Westminster head baseball coach Chad Laney as we talk to Coach about how things are going so far this season. Coach Laney will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Westminster program. That's the Chad Laney Westminster Coaches Show with myself and Coach Laney. Heard every other Wednesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. 
And welcome back, everybody. Phil Jones with you, along with Kennedy Weems. This is Extra Point with Phil Jones. going to be our finale uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll kind of go back to the drawing board, redo a few things. Again, guys, let us know what you'd like to see us do differently, things that you think we can do a better job of, and we would love to uh, love to hear from you. All right. We are proud to have with us on the line, he is pretty much the class uh, 2A beat writer for the Atlanta Journal and Constitution. They, of course, uh, serve as the state's newspaper. Adam Crone is on the line with us. So, Adam, how are you, man? Good, good. Uh, it's, it's great to be here, and, and thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Adam. We're glad to have you. Again, say hello to Kennedy Wings, my co-host. Kennedy, hey, how are you? Thank I'm you. I'm good, good. Thank you for being here. All right, Adam. So, uh, Adam, where, where are you? Are you in Atlanta? Uh, or I am. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Hey, man, before we get started, I, I got to throw this out. Uh, how about them Hawks? Yeah, it's, it's a really exciting time for them. Uh, not something that looked realistic at the beginning of the season, but uh, they've pretty much turned it around once uh, Nate McMillan took over and they got healthy. Uh and they've been playing well ever since. I was at the game Monday. Uh, it was a great atmosphere, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So we'll see what happens tonight. Absolutely. Of course, talking about the Hawks and the Sixers going at it. That series mm -hmm. tied two games apiece. Interesting thing is you don't hear me talk a lot about the NBA, but it's like kind of like college basketball. I don't really care a whole lot about college basketball during the regular season. Right. But give me, of course, in, in, in bas college basketball, it's March Madness. Yes. And then, of course, in the NBA, if the Hawks are in it, give me the playoffs, mm -hmm. especially when we start to get past the first round. Mm -hmm. Things really get exciting. So I'm uh, rooting for the Hawks. So keep my fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Uh, somebody else I'm rooting for is pretty much uh, the same people that any of my viewers are fans of, uh, Adam. And I know that we've got some folks, of course, that, that follow several of the teams in Class AA. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, first of all, we'll take kind of take a look back at last year. And uh, Mr. Producer is going to see if he can find our graphic. And we'll have that up on the screen for you guys to follow those of you that are, uh, quote-unquote, watching from home, okay? Um, so, we talk about last year. We go back. One of the teams that uh, are, is in here in our neck of the woods from where we broadcast from, the Fitzgerald Purple Hurricanes, came close. They made it to the state championship game. But in the end, it was too much Callaway, Adam. Yeah, and, you know, I, I covered that game. It was one of the, the – only two Class 2A games actually got the cover last year. Um, I, I saw Lovett early in the season play Greater Atlantic Christian. But, um, yeah, it, there were definitely some opportunities uh, for Fitzgerald to win. Um, but, you know, like you said, uh, Callaway, which is always just loaded with talent, um, mm -hmm. they ended up making a lot of big plays there at the end. So, you know, what I'm – you know, and I listened to your interview with Coach Pruitt a couple weeks ago or, or you know, recently, and uh, – Basically, you know, what I'm most interested to learn about Fitzgerald moving forward is how they plan to account for the graduation of their do-it-all player, Chance Gamble. Um, me personally, uh, and I've been covering high school football since 2009, I've never seen a football player used quite the way he was in terms of him going from being a quarterback to a receiver on the same play 
or from a quarterback to a running back on the same play and doing that consistently as mm-hmm. part of the offense as opposed to a trick play here or there or something gimmicky. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Coach Pruitt designates someone else to play that Chance Gamble role moving forward. But he did – he touched up on it a little bit on your show, and I, I get the impression that he saw Gamble's unique skill set and, you know, being Pruitt being as creative as he is, he came up with – all these situations to put chance in and, and give chance all the credit because he executed the plan on the field. Um, maybe Pruitt has someone he can use in that Taysom Hill outside the box type way, or maybe not. Um, that's what I'm most, you know, forward, you know, looking forward to seeing, you know, especially after they lost nine of their 11 stars on offense and they have a really hard schedule. Yeah, indeed they do. In fact, I think their schedule may very well be, if not the toughest, certainly one of the toughest in the state this year. If you guys have got a question for any of us, including Adam Crone, who we've got on the the line with us from the AJC, uh, guys, send us your questions, send us your Mm -hmm. comments on Class 2A. We would love to hear from you guys. Uh, as I know many of you, of course, fans of Fitzgerald, uh, fans, of course, of the Thomasville Bulldogs. So, uh, and Mr. Producer, you can let me know when we get that graphic up and we'll kind of take a look at it together. Uh, so what we do is we've got folks that, that do stuff for us, kind of as outside contractors, and one of our, the folks that work for us has put together the teams that they think are going to be the, the, the eight teams the elite eight, if you will, uh, the teams that will be in the quarterfinals this upcoming season, and we'll talk about them. Now, it's not a great big surprise. In fact, if we take a look at the final standings last year, guys, we had, of course, Callaway and Fitzgerald mm-hmm. sat atop at one and two, respectively. Rabin County. Let's talk about Rabin County this year. I got to tell you, I know that everybody loves to talk about uh, Gunner George and, and well, they should be, but they have got playmakers all over the field there up in Rabin County. Well, I mean, this, this really, to me, this is the Wildcats year. Um, if Gunner Stockton is going to win a state title, it has to be this year because he's a senior now. Um, he's got, like you said, he's got a lot of help returning. Uh, especially on the offensive line and really all over the field. So they've got everything in place to win a state championship. And, you know, at this point, you know, without a snap of football being played yet, they're the only obvious choice uh, to win state. And I would consider them heavy favorites at this point. Um, It's theirs to lose. Um, They've won region eight, seven years in a row. And last year uh, they were the only team in the region with a winning record. Um, and it was only a four-team region last year with Riverside Military forfeiting before the season started. But if I were going to pick one region in Class 2A where there's no question which team wins it, I'm saying Region 8. And it's you know the safest pick of the bunch to make the Elite 8 because that's what they've done the last six years in a row uh, between Lee Shaw and his son, Jabo, who coaches yep. the team now. Yep. Lee took them to the title game in 2017, and Jabo took them to the semis last year uh, where they lost to the eventual state champions. So... Until I see otherwise, it's it's Raven County and then the rest of QA. So real quick, like, we'll run through uh, what, uh, again, the picks are for uh, the eight teams for the Elite Eight this year. Fitzgerald Calloway, again, no surprise. Blackley County, 
Uh, expected to make a big rebound there. Uh, the Lovett School, no real surprise there. They always seem to be in it mm-hmm. uh, come crunch time. How about Zach Grage and the Thomasville Bulldogs? What a great job that he's done there. And then you've got Heard County, uh, Jefferson County, and the aforementioned Rabin County. Any surprises out of any of those predictions, um, Adam? Uh, I mean, I pretty much disagree with all of them. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I, uh, I love it. Yeah, I honestly, like, you know, I started thinking about it when I saw this list. So I decided, you know, to, to name, th- think of eight of my own. And, you know, pretty much all of them are on there um, with the exception of, of two teams. So, and there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with these two picks, the, the other two that are different from mine. Let me anyway, see if I can so. guess them. Let me see if I can guess sure. them. Sure. Okay. All right. I'm going to guess that you did not include Bleckley. Okay, that you're correct there. Okay. I'm going to guess that you did not include Heard County. Good job. <laughs> okay. Now, can you guess who I added? <laughs> now you got me on the spot. Hang on just a second. Let me see here. Well, actually, you know what? No, 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 let's play. No, let's do it. Let's like, have some fun with it. Okay, Come on. It was on. a little easier the first way when you only had, you know. <laughs> I, I got you. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say Early County. Okay, I'll just go, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you. Um, <laughs> okay. It's uh Vidalia uh-huh. at, at number 5 and Dodge County at number 7. Okay, yeah. good ones. I like yeah. that. Yeah, we might have we might have been here all night. So, you, I'm glad you took <laughs> me off. I couldn't resist though. But I yeah, did yeah, get yeah, yeah I, so I did get the one cuz I'll be honest with you. So what we do, I don't know if you heard me explain it or not, but but this is kind of an, an odd situation. So the predictions are not necessarily representative of of, of the company. Right. Um, you know, we have we have people that do different work for us. So we decided to take this particular uh, contractor's work that we have, you know, that submit content for us. And uh, this this uh, contractor wanted to put together that he has a his or her elite eight prediction so we took it but again that's what's it's perfect you know because we put it up for yeah. a debate just like we're doing now so um but you did agree on, on all the other ones there uh mm-hmm. as your was your one team that stands out we'll kind of work backwards here adam uh yeah. do you see anybody unseating uh callaway i mean i know you said that you thought that this would be raven county's year uh what about yeah. callaway well, so here, you know, with Callaway, you know, obviously they're the defending state champions, first ever state title after years and years of deep title runs under longtime coach Pete Wiggins. But just about every key contributor from last year's team graduated. Quarterback Demetrius Coleman, running back Charlie Dixon, defensive back Jalen Shepard, tight end linebacker Laquiz Gilbert, and a number of key seniors. And most of them, you know, were two-way players for the Cavaliers. But... I guess, you know, the good news for the Cavs is they seem to have this endless stream of talent and they're always ready to replace the outgoing player with someone else who's just as effective, if not just as talented. You know, Charlie Dixon replaced Tank Tank Bigsby, Mm -hmm. you know, and Bigsby went on to be SEC freshman of the year at Auburn. And then Callaway didn't miss a beat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And Callaway did not miss a beat without Tank. You know, uh, historically under Pete Wiggins, the Cavaliers have consistently been one of the most, if not the most, recruited school in Class 2A. You know, you've got mm-hmm. Tank, you've got Terry Godwin, who's now in the NFL, yep. Braylon Sanders, who's tearing it up at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. Kate Johnson and Keandre Jones at Auburn with Tank Bigsby. 
Um, and they're all recent Callaway grads who didn't just go on to play Power 5 football but also make significant impact for their program. So I don't know who Coach Wiggins plans to plug into all those holes left by graduation, but I know they'll be talented, and I know the Cavs will be competitive, but so is Region 5. Uh, remember, Callaway needed a win in the final week of the season, plus help with others losing mm-hmm. to win the region, which is very stacked with Bremen, Harrelson County, Heard County, Temple. None of those teams had a losing record last year, and uh, the fourth playoff spot came down to a two-point conversion at the end of a Bremen-Temple game. So it's a very tight region, and I'm not ready to proclaim anyone the front runner yet in that region. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but I expect Callaway to be competitive and make the playoffs, which they've done every year since 2006. And they have seven elite eight finishes in that time. Phil Jones, Kennedy Weems with you. We've got Adam Crone uh, joining us today from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He is the uh, Class 2A beat writer uh, for the AJC. And as you can uh, tell, uh, very knowledgeable about yes. uh, Class 2A. So we got a couple of questions coming yeah. in, Adam. Uh, and by the way, guys, uh, if you got anything that you want to ask Adam, uh, we will certainly pass them along to him, and uh, he'll give us uh, his thoughts on what you guys are thinking about with 2A. So, first question we got comes from Brooks Carter. Says, uh, Adam, how do you see early county finishing? You know, I, I really don't know um, what, what to make of them yet. Uh, they kind of, you know, they, they've been on the periphery. They, they've been – you know, a team that could, you know, take that step forward. And they did this year. They became ranked, I believe, for the first time since 2007. And then they had that really tough break um, where they had to uh, quarantine mm-hmm. for two weeks. Like, right after they became ranked for the first time, they immediately go into a two, two-week quarantine because of contact tracing concerns. They yep. played a team who had an infected player. And so they entered quarantine despite never reporting a positive case within their program. Right. So, you know, they, they had to overcome that and fight through it. And, you know, they still made the playoffs. They still, you know, advanced. So, you know, they should be right there in the mix in Region 1. Uh, you know, I, I picture Region 1 being, you know, tight again. Yeah, yeah you want to talk about a, uh, a tough deal. So Early County uh, had been, I believe, number six uh, just in the, in the state. And then they had the issues that you were talking about. So they go from number six, looking at the top ten finish, to being out mm-hmm. uh, on the outside looking in. So yeah, that was that was a tough break there. And Marcus, yeah, Rod- yeah I might, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, we had another question asked from Marcus Rogers that said Dodge has a new coach. Um, you know, how do you think that will affect them? And it will be interesting on how they do. Yeah. So Ken Kofer is out at Dodge, and I'm not sure you know what transpired there, but. Anything you can offer us on Dodge? Let me pull them up really quick. I had not researched them prior to the show, but I, I, I can give you something. Give me a second. Yeah, um, well, well, if you want to, while, we, while you look for that, we'll kind of go over some, some other things here. So, guys, we look at a, a quick glance to last year, okay? So, the teams that, uh, that had made it, uh, first of all, Sweet 16. So, you had Thomasville, speaking of mm-hmm. the aforementioned Dodge. Dodge makes it in as the uh, number one team, the, the top seed out of Region 3 AA. They blank Swainsboro opening round of the playoffs 35 to nothing. But then, in turn... They themselves get it handed to them by Thomasville, 
44 to 7. So Dodge didn't make it too far last year. But yeah, a coaching change mm -hmm. there at Dodge County with Ken Kofer being out. Yeah, you know what? I did. I just, you know, looked this up. We, we haven't reported that anywhere. There doesn't seem to be anything online about it. Uh, I do go to his Twitter profile, and it does say he's located in Alabama now. Yep. So mm -hmm. maybe Georgia High School Football Daily did something on it, but I wasn't even aware, really. I, I don't think that, that Ken Cover had left Dodge mm -hmm. County. I think, you know, I, think um, I, I actually yeah. might not have put them in my top eight if I. <laughs> well, I know Ken. Uh, I know Ken Kofer. Uh, he used to be at Cook for a number of years. Yeah, yeah um, and I know him too. Okay. And I think I had heard through the grapevine where he was gone, so I reached out to him, and he confirmed for, for me that, yeah, he indeed was. And, you know, that's always been kind of – you know yeah, when that was? Yeah, about a month ago. Okay, okay. Yep, about a month ago. All right, well, then I don't, I don't feel so bad then, but um, – yeah, yeah, you should. Listen, a lot of these things happen, <laughs> and, you know, I say unfortunately – but it's just, uh, you know, kind of the, 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 the market, uh, kind of what the market bears, if you will. So Dodge County really doesn't have a heavy presence in terms of any kind of media around. So it's one of those things where if you don't hear about it, you know, sort of through the grapevine, through some of the, uh, the different sites, if no one is putting it out there, you, you know, it may just slip through the cracks. So, like I said, yeah, you just made one have... of the biggest challenges to covering Class 2A, honestly. Yes. Um, <laughs> great point. Yep. It's a great point. Again, we're talking with Adam Crone, AJC sports writer. He is the Class 2A beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He's been kind enough to spend some time with us today as we talk about Class 2A. All right, we got some other uh, things coming in. Uh, let's see here. Bruce Carter says Region 1AA is the SEC of AA, no question. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, you have you have to go with the, the listeners on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, again, listen, and again, being here in our neck of the woods, uh, you know, you've got uh, uh, the one, all the Region 1s. We, we do kind of, we are kind of particular mm -hmm. to all the Region 1s, mm -hmm. but you know what? Well, in all seriousness, Region yeah. Two, or I'm sorry, Region One is one of the strongest regions in uh, the classification. I put Region Five in that discussion. Mm -hmm. I put Region Two in that discussion. I think Region Three has been pretty strong over the years, and uh, you know we'll we'll see. You know, Region Six. You know, traditionally, I guess when Pace and Lovett have been in it, is is more top heavy toward those two teams. Mm -hmm. But you know, South Atlanta, uh, Washington, Columbia, those are some teams that can compete. But yeah, I would say regions one, two, three, and five, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so let's take a look, uh, and again, kind of taking a look back uh, last year, seeing if any of the teams kind of jump out at us. Uh, what about Jeff Davis? Now, Jeff Davis, uh, they get uh, put out in the second round uh, by Jefferson County. Is that one of the teams you've done some homework on? Don't want to catch you off guard here. No, I have a, you know a little bit. They are on my periphery. I know that you know they had you know one of the best uh, seasons in program history yeah. last year, and you know they've really turned things around with mm -hmm. Lance Hilton. Um, he's got them you know as a regular playoff contender. They yeah. go nine and two last year and, and win a playoff game for the first time since 1997. So, you know they are a program, you know, on the radar. But, you know, in Region 2, you know, until they start beating teams like Vidalia, um, I, I would, you know, favor a, a team like Vidalia, you know, at this point in the season. 
Um, that was their only regular season loss last year uh, was Vidalia, and that score was 42-18. to 18. So, you know, they, they seem like they're, you know, close, but they've got to get over that hump, and, mm-hmm. you know, that hump is Vidalia. All right. Uh, Kenny, you get, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. Uh, no, but I do, I do know that Jeff Davis has had quite a few of some big recruits for them this year, so I'm excited to see how they, you know, pan out this year because they've had some – Georgia Southerns and App State. Um, uh-huh. So for them, that's that's really good. So I'm excited to see how they do. That Lance Hilton, right? Yeah, yep. sounds like sounds like they're going to mm-hmm. keep uh, keep that competitive uh, run going, which is great for them, and it's great for Region too. Uh, all right, <laughs> I laugh. What what are, what are our buddies? Uh, Larry Godwin. He is a regular contributor. Larry is uh, he's in the know. Uh, he's a big Berrien County fan, which means he is a longtime sufferer, uh, is what that means. Uh, Berrien yeah. going to win, re- <laughs> gonna win, win Region 1 AA. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, it's it's June, so we, we can go ahead and say that, you know, proudly and confidently that, that they will win. <laughs> this year <laughs> hey you just you just gained a fan in lg as we call yeah them. i mean you don't know who's gonna get injured who's gonna you know chips can fall in different places you know, it's going on with the hawks right now you know it, joel Embiid's getting hurt then you know if they make it to the nets the next round kyrie irving's hurt on the western conference kyrie leonard and chris paul just like went down for different reasons so i don't know a lot of weird things are happening and that could happen with with Barian, which is you know probably why they're going to win region <laughs> there you go. All right, I tell you what, I will go across the river there. Uh, at least I'll stay in the neighborhood and talk about. And this is a team, uh, kind of the, one of the weird stories when you talk about Class AA in Georgia, and that's the Cook Kyle Hornets. I think that they may, and I don't know if this still stands or not, but they had a record, state the state record. I think they had made the playoffs, Adam and, and Kennedy, for mm-hmm. like tw- I think it was like twenty-one straight years, mm-hmm. uh, which that may still stand. I'm not sure. There's a little bit of homework for you, Adam. But yeah. they're always there. Now the problem is they can't seem to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. But Jamie Rogers takes over. He had had a lot of success in North Florida at Swanee with the Bulldogs. He then went to Baker County. That's Glen St. Mary right there on uh, on the on just on the outside the east side of Jacksonville. Had a lot of success there. Cook took notice and went looking for a great coach, and they found one in Jamie Rogers. But uh, got a question, and, of course, what prompted me there is one of our listeners uh, says, uh, hey, does he believe Cook, meaning Adam, uh, does Adam believe Cook makes a push this year? Well, you know, push uh, could be relative. Um, so, listen, they, they have made the playoffs, you know, the last however many years in a row, um, and, and they, they've done it despite having, you know, not having a winning record since 2015 so yeah yeah you know a push you know a push to me would be a winning season for them and you know also making the playoffs and uh, making a run in the playoffs and I think that yes they are capable of doing both um, especially with coach Rogers there and and the program stability Um, they're in their third year now under coach Rogers so yes they they could definitely make the push so Philip Ironside leaves Hillgrove Right. Um, and you probably that was kind of up there in your uh, your your neck of the woods there around the metro area. 
Um, yeah. He leaves Hillgrove, said, hey, I want a little bit slower pace. Well, by golly, you'll get it going to Sylvester, Georgia, uh, yeah. and Worth County. Uh, you know, Adam, I'll take you back. And this, I know you're, you're younger than me, but so Worth used to have one of the more pro, uh, preeminent program uh, back in the days of Milt Miller, who, of course, coached at Lowndes. Also, Milt Miller built them into a state powerhouse over there in Sylvester. They had Robert mm-hmm. Toombs, yeah. who went on to play at LSU. But since each of those player and coach left, uh, Worth has seen its better days. But Philip Ironside, I know he did a good job at Hill Grove. Are you familiar with him? I know you're probably not that familiar with Worth. And, again, I don't want to put you on the spot. But anything you can tell us about Philip Ironside from his days at Hill Grove? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got a great story for Philip Ironside. Like, you know, when I first started covering uh, high school football was when I wrote for the Daily Citizen in Dalton, Georgia. And the Dalton Catamounts uh, played um, Hillgrove in the uh, the first round that year. And I think that was, you know, one of Hillgrove's, if not their first year, you know, playing like full varsity schedule in the playoffs. I, you know, I think it was their first year in the playoffs or something like that. They were just getting started. They had Kenya, uh, Kenyon Drake on the team who's in the NFL now. Mm-hmm. Uh, another NFL star, too. Um, I can't remember his his name, but yeah, they, they, um, Dalton, I, I can't remember the details, but like they had divided the region up into subregions. And there was a big argument before the season started about how many teams from each subregion should go. Or, or it was basically what it came down to is Dalton was saying, you know, you know, we have tradition and traditional powers and you're a new school and you shouldn't just get to come in and qualify for the playoffs. So I, I think their subregion had to do a little more extra work to qualify. And like there was like a subregion game that determined playoff seating or something, and and they they just completely smoked Dalton, beat them by like I don't know like five touchdowns or something. And then you know after the game, he's just I'm talking to Coach Ironside. I didn't know the guy, and you know, he's just real condescendingly talking about how Dalton has this like because because they will you know the, the Dalton fans at the time would tell anyone who was would listen that they had 50 consecutive winning streak, you know, a streak of 50 consecutive winning seasons. And, you know, all this tradition. And he's just basically, you know, mocking that it was it's so, you know, you saying he was so honored to be able to be on the field with a team that had 50 <laughs> consecutive winning seasons and that has, you know, all this tradition. Just, you know, a startup team like us, you know, being allowed to be on the field and play that. And I just thought, you know, it was such a great response. And Dalton's coach at the time was Adam Weingarten. I'm not sure how familiar you are with that name, but he uh, coaches in Alabama now. And he was uh, coaching that team forget the name of the team, but they lost that, you know, that heartbreaking, impossible fashion uh, in the championship game in Alabama, you know what I'm talking about, where it was like a, a blocked punt. Uh, yes. And a field goal. Like, like they scored like 16 points in 10 seconds, oh, in the final um, 10 seconds. Was that Thompson? Yeah, Thompson, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yes. Adam Weingard was the coach of the other team. After, after a loss, like he won't even talk to the media. So it was just a, it was just a good contrast. to. And I've been a fan of, of Coach Ironside ever since that interview. And so, you know, we, you know, I, I, once I found out that he was at Worth County, I was like, oh, great. You know, because it's a 2A school. I was like, I'll get to talk to this guy all the time now. So, uh, yeah, I, um, I'm a fan of uh, his, you know, his attitude, his demeanor. Uh, he runs a good program, and it's just one more team in the mix now in Region 1 that you've got to mm-hmm. look out for. That's a, that's yep. a great story, that is. by the way. That I is. love that. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, you know, they say, uh, you know, first impressions mean everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him at, at, at one of these uh, 
uh, we, we have these uh, different events down here where the coaches come together and talk to the media, that kind of thing. Philip Ironside, um, he looks like a guy that would share the kind of story that you just shared with us. Tattoos <laughs> down every – both forearms. I mean, he's a, he's a bad-looking dude. You can see why he would be an yeah. intimidating kind of, kind of fella, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like a, like a heavy metal head coach or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's even got the name for it too. Like, like Ironside. Like, it's just everything about it is hardcore. Absolutely, the name, the look, the image. <laughs> he is carrying it, brother, without yeah. a doubt. <laughs> I love it. Again, talking to Adam Crone. Hey, man, I know we're we're uh, we're getting up on your uh, your time limit here, so just uh, holler at me if you need to go. No, but, I mean uh, I don't have a time limit, but I would like to talk to about some of the teams in the in the top eight, which we haven't uh, really. I know it. I know it. Hey, this is kind of the thing we get on the tangent. So, well, you you talk about uh, a team that 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 uh, you uh, uh, you kind of give us uh, your thoughts. We've been doing a lot of the talking. Oh yeah, no, 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 no problem. It's cool. Um, it's just okay. We'll start with Fletcher County since that was one of the schools that. Um, that I didn't have in my top eight. And this will be the first season of the post Amarius Mims era. And obviously the Royals were never just one player, but he was one of the top players in the country, regardless of position. And he's the best offensive lineman in the country. But not only is he gone, but their quarterback, Dominic Sasser graduated. Uh, Their defensive coordinator, John Ford left to return to head coaching. at Effingham. Brad Harper is uh, in there now. Yeah, yeah, he took Roswell to the title game and Buford to the semifinals. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see where they are after all of that. Um, you know, we do know they have Coach Von Lasseter enter, entering his sixth season. Yep. And that they made the quarterfinals last year, and, and they did that as a number four seed. Mm-hmm. And they came very close to advancing to the semifinals. Uh, this was just one of those years, and they were one of the teams that clicked. You know, the teams were clicking at different times. And the Royals are a great example of a team that clicked late, and they were right there in the mix for a championship as a number four seed. Um, yeah. That was their se- that was their second year in a row in the playoffs after missing the previous four seasons. Uh, the last two of those were Vaughn's first seasons with the team. So, and they compete in a pretty deep region three though with you know Dodge County, Northeast Washington County. But you know I consider that region very much up for the grabs. Yeah, I was going to mention, too, um, and I think I stepped over you on this one. I apologize. But uh, so he uh, – uh, uh, Coach Laster went out and hired uh, – brought in Brad Harbor. Uh, okay. The, the coach that had been dismissed from Crisp. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Crisp okay. – uh, yeah, I knew that name sound familiar, yeah. Yeah, Chris, uh, got to know Coach Harbor, great guy. Uh, obviously, there were some issues at Crisp with, uh, you know, I think some – uh, some some player issues. That, that's that's the game that got out of hand. If you'll remember last year, they had like a, uh, a, a like a ten point lead, I believe it was in the last two minutes against Pierce. Okay. Who went on to win the state championship? Well, there was like two fumbles by by Crips County late in that game, and I think you had a scoop and return for a touchdown. Anyway. The bottom fell out in the last two minutes, and Crips County basically completely lost their composure. Uh, okay. uh, they were uh, lining up for a uh, – Pierce was lining up for an extra point, and uh, Crips County, uh, the, the, the guy came in and just didn't even go for the block. He went right into the, hol- the holder and boiled him over. Mm-hmm. Again, just trying to uh, maybe jog your memory on this. I'm sure you probably saw some of the replays on social media. Bottom line, uh, not to belabor the point, but uh, after that, Despite having immense success at Crisp, he was uh, uh, pretty much let go. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. And he uh, pretty much was asked to resign, which mm -hmm. he did. Uh, went for a while there because I was talking to him, looking, you know, hoping to land another head coaching job. Of course, the timing was kind of bad with everything happening with COVID, but he did land as the defensive coordinator there uh, over at Bleckley. So, yeah, here's a situation where kind of what's happened over at Colquitt County. I know they're not in double A, but Colquitt, I think, has now got five or six former head coaches mm -hmm. on their staff. And it looks like Laster is kind of doing the same thing, building up kind of an all-star staff, if you will, over there for the Royals. Yeah, and I hear, you know, Russ Probst is available uh, as an assistant too, if, if anyone wants to <laughs> If anybody needs it. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole – got to remember where we are now here, and uh, we, we broadcast from Valdosta. So, yeah, I mean – Yeah. <laughs> That was just, yeah, you know, the storyline of all storylines for, for a crazy, crazy year. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. All right, uh, finishing up with uh, Adam uh, Crone. So, uh, so let's talk about some of the other teams. Now, you mentioned Blackley. Uh, do you want to mention yeah, another I'll, team? Also, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go ahead and we'll, we'll go through all the ones that we haven't talked about. Let's do, do you it. guys have time? Yeah, Adam, sure, listen, cool. absolutely, yeah, absolutely, brother. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I've got a, a one-year-old and a six-year-old at home, so I'm not like gonna die. And <laughs> so we we can it. go over. There's, I think, 63 class 2A playing schools uh, that we can go over if you want. But um, <laughs> I'll start with uh, Love It. I love it. Okay, so Love It is another safe bet for mm -hmm. a preseason top eight because you know Coach Muchchamp, he's been there since 2005. They won class 2A in 2013, and they've been in the playoffs every year since he's been there. And you look at the recruiting database on rivals, and you won't see hardly any players from Lovett over the program's entire history. So they're not doing it with blue-chip recruits, but they, they play a great 3-5 defense, something that's unique that a lot of high schoolers don't see. It gives you multiple looks uh, on offense, and they win the kicking game. So that, that's earned them a lot of success. Uh, they're in there in Region 6 with Pace Academy, and in a normal year, those two would be expected to be the top two mm -hmm. contenders to win Region which also includes South Atlanta, Washington, Columbia. And I think that's the case this year because it's looking like everything will revert to pre-COVID for the most part. But last year, Region 6 was a mess. Um, long story short, there, were, there was a, a point system uh, that determined the seeding. And so, like, not all the game, region games that were played during the season counted toward those standings. Uh, so even though Lovett beat South Atlanta, South Atlanta won region. Uh, and it, the way the point system worked out, Love It and Pace Academy were the number three and the number four seeds. Um, South Atlantic, they could still be a contender um, with a new coach, um, but I'd still say the safe bet is either on Pace or Love It winning Region 6. And my early favorite would be for Love It to win the region. You know, they played great last season, and from what I remember, they did it with mostly young talent. So they should be even stronger this year uh, than last when they advanced to the second round, beating Pepperell on the road. Uh, and almost beating uh, eventual state champions Callaway. They lost that game 16-9 in round two. Was this um, South Atlanta thing just kind of an anomaly or what? Well, I thought so at first. I mean, Brad Stevens was there. You know, I did a feature on it. He's been there for six seasons now, and really he, I'm glad he stayed there as long as he did because he really did install, you know, a system of accountability and, and certain routine things that successful programs do that weren't, wasn't previously being done uh, at South Atlanta, and you know they didn't just you know the coach didn't just leave. They they hired um, the coach from Partaway. Um, I, his name is not on the top of my head, but he has you know been taken Hardaway to the playoffs over there in Class Four A. So 
you know, South Atlanta, you know, could still be a team to compete, but I, I would still, you know, I think that Lovett is the, uh, the safer bet um, from there. Yeah, South and then, yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, South Atlanta, they win the region last year. Well, or did, so Okay, we, as far as winning the region, yes, that was a complete anomaly. Okay. That, I, okay. I, the, those circumstances were insane because you had – three different school systems in region uh, six. You had uh, uh, private schools, love it and pace. You had the cab school system and you had Atlanta public schools and you've got nine teams in that region. So that means you need eight weeks uh, to play your region schedule. So right out of the gate, what does the cab do? They say they're postponing a month. So now all of a sudden you don't have enough weeks in the season for every region team to play each other. So what, what they did is they said, okay, this month that, you know, the cab is sitting out. We just won't count that month. Or in other words, each team's last six region games will count. So you have Lovett beating South Atlanta, but it wasn't one of South Atlanta's final six region games. So it didn't count mm-hmm. as a loss for them. So there was just all these kind of situations like that. And then you've got teams. I think it was the cab schools again that uh, eventually quit, like right at the end of the season. So they had to have a point system. You get certain points for a win. Uh, certain points for a loss because you actually played certain team uh, points if the other team forfeited on you and zero points if you you know COVID forfeited on the other team. So it was just this big jumbled mess and, and the way the points worked out is you know South Atlanta, you know was region champion uh, despite losing to Love It. So you know it, it just kind of worked out that way and you know I think it'll go back to normal uh, this year. Again, uh, Adam Crone on the line. Do we need to take a break, Mr. Producer? Hello? Hey, uh, can, you, can you hang with us real quick? We need to take a commercial break. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break. Phil Jones, Kennedy Weems with you. Again, this is our finale for a few weeks as uh, we kind of uh, uh, take care of some house cleaning things. And then we'll come back uh, bigger, stronger in four days. And that'll be a fun ride. But for right now, we're finishing up on this Wednesday, wide open Wednesday edition with Adam Crone from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Yeah, it all it all sort of stems back from from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a you know see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. 
the first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners, and if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be. So we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our upcoming weekly podcast with Buford High baseball coach Stuart Chester as we talk about the Wolves baseball program this year. Coach Chester will share his insight on his team, the competition, and other news related to Buford High School and surrounding programs. That's the Buford High Baseball Coaches Show with myself and Coach Stuart Chester every week right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you, along with Kennedy Weems, and we have got Adam Crone on the line from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He is the Class AA beat writer for the AJC. Adam, good stuff today, my friend. Glad that you were able to join us. We're not through yet, but uh, just wanted to, uh, to throw out the appreciation. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Hopefully we can do this again with you, especially as we get closer to, uh, to football. Any spring stuff that, uh, that you can share with us? Not yet. I, I did have three more teams I, I wanted to talk about that are in the top eight that we haven't got over yet. Let's do it, bro. Thomasville, Heard County, and Jefferson County. So I'll start with Thomasville. And, okay. You know, that's an, another team with stability at the head coaching position, which is Zach Grage. He's in his Sixth season there. He's taken them to the quarters. He's a regular the on the show, season. by the way. Great guy. Uh, great with the media. Um, they made the semifinals in 2019, uh, the quarters last year, and they've got a lot to replace at the top, starting with quarterback Ronnie Baker. But just like at Callaway, Thomasville consistently produces talent. Um, mm -hmm. Baker stepped in when their five-star quarterback transferred to National Powerhouse IMG Academy in Florida. Yep. So I have no doubt that Grage will have a talented team that will be well-coached. So I expect that the Bulldogs will be ready to compete in what has already, you know, like we've talked about, become a, a deep region one, along with, uh, you know, the teams that we've already talked about. Now, so, you know who Zach Grage learned from, don't you? Oh, yeah. He, he's coming from Colquitt County. I, I know his story. <laughs> okay, I got you. And I, I've spoke with Russ Probst at length a couple times as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I know uh, I know all about it. Um, and, uh, you know, we talked about Fitzgerald earlier, but I think the Fitzgerald-Thomasville rivalry is easily one of the best in Class 2A in terms of them always being ranked, like, high. Like, mm -hmm. not just ranked, but, like, in the top five. And mm -hmm. both are making deep playoff runs while in the same region. Uh, last year's game was a classic um, that Fitzgerald won on the road. 
uh, 29 to 28. Um, so I expect Thomasville again to be in the mix for a region one title. Well, two, two, yeah, two peas in a pod there. And I didn't mean, but two peas in a pod there. I think Zach Grage, Tucker Pruitt, mm-hmm. uh, kind of cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the fact that you were able to go back and, and check out my interview with, uh, with Tucker from Monday night. Uh, yeah. solid guy, solid yes. coach. And again, he's got great chops coming from, from, from dad, Robbie. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, I see a lot of similarities between those two guys. Stand them side by side. Hard to tell them apart. Get the most of their players. And I think they are what you would call a player's coach. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, one thing about uh, Coach Grage, uh, when he got he's all he's all also very big on uh, recruiting in the recruiting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows how to work that you know networking angle and get colleges to his school, showing interest in his kids. Yep. Uh, Charlie Daniels is a great example of that. He's mm-hmm. now starting at Georgia Tech. Been starting at Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech was not in the picture at all until Zach Grage got there. When, when Charlie, I believe, was a senior, um, or you know, going into his senior year, and he just completely, you know, opened that door for him. I remember talking to Charlie about it. And he just basically explained how that just kind of fell into his lap after Coach Grage got there. So yeah, he's uh, he's uh, very underrated in the recruiting uh, aspect as well. Hey, I want to ask you, speaking of Thomasville, real quick. So obviously, Oconee County, that's going to be a great rematch, I think, this year. Uh, with Thomasville and Oconee. Remember, Oconee comes down to Thomasville and just hands it to the Bulldogs in their own backyard. And you could tell, and again, Zach uh, comes on with me all. I have a lot of these coaches that come on with me uh, during the year every week. And, uh, boy, that you want to talk about a guy who was not happy? I mean, any coach would be that way. But Grage is one of those. He used it to his team's advantage. They really went on a roll after that. But I think, uh, Adam, that Thomasville-Oconee game this year, where I guess Thomasville will go up there and play, uh, that's one you got to have circled on your calendar. Yeah, and, you know, like you mentioned the similarities between Thomasville and Fitzgerald. One thing, I, you know, I give those schools credit for is you know, they really do challenge themselves out of, out of region. And, uh, you know, you look at uh, Thomasville's schedule last year out of conference. All of them were ranked except for the teams that they're going to play every year no matter what, Cairo, Cairo and Thomas County Central. And, you know, in a lot of the instances and in, in years, those teams were ranked as well. So, you know, Bricks County, Bainbridge, and then, you know, Oconee County, that's going to be, you know, uh, a good drive for Thomasville. But, um, hey, if you guys yeah, have got some comments for, for Adam, um, try to make your way around some of the clutter here in the comment section, if you would. You know, some of you guys that want to talk some uh, some football and you got some questions for Adam, uh, by all means, let us hear from you guys. All right, uh, go ahead, Adam. Uh, so pick it back up, my friend. You were talking yeah, about uh, jumping into, a couple uh, other Heard teams. County. Yeah, okay. Heard County. Uh, Tim Barron uh, left after 19 seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went 153 and 71 there, won a state title in 2018, seven region titles. Yeah, that's you know, program stability, but he's at Villarica now. Um, so Shane Lasseter steps in and he's been at her, you know, he's a herd County graduate. He was the Braves athletic director. And so he's been there the whole time. So I expect a relatively smooth transition with the coaching change coming from in-house, similar to what we saw when Lee Shaw stepped down from Raven County and Jay Shaw took over. Um, I'll definitely be talking with coach Lasseter as the season nears, but He's, you know, taking over a team that had a shot at winning Region 5 heading into the final week if they'd mm-hmm. beaten Callaway. And they went on to advance in the second round. 
They've been in the playoffs every year since 2005. And I think that streak will continue. And Region 5 is up for grabs at this point uh, with top, you know, five teams that were all competitive last year, uh, none of which had a losing record. So I don't think they're going to be the odd team out of the playoffs this season. And I could see them even winning Region, you know, depending on how things shake out. Yeah, they kind of faded there, uh, did Hurd. Uh, of course, uh, made a, uh, an early exit out of the playoffs. But uh, mm-hmm. nevertheless, we shall see. It's a brand new year. Mm-hmm. So I guess we uh, leaves us with one team you wanted to uh, talk about? Yeah, well, Jefferson County, um, sort of like uh, in Region 8 with Raven County, you have the Warriors kind of just claiming ownership. They've won three in a row there now. Uh, and their coach, J.B. Arnold, has been there since 2001. 159 games they've only missed the playoffs once since he's been there and that was his first season so the Warriors have been at least to at least the quarterfinals four times under him and last year they reached the semifinals and you know with Ar- coach Arnold there uh, they're just one of those teams that you get used to seeing in the rankings during the season in the region championship hunt in the playoffs and they're just a fixture so you just come to expect it with them they're averaging 10 wins a season dating back to 2015, and they've advanced in the playoffs every year since 2013. Uh, I know Putnam County and Westside were competitive in Region 4 last year with the Warriors, but you have to make Jefferson County the early pick to win Region again, and they're one of the safer picks to make the Elite Eight, I think. All right, so again, as we recap here as we end, by the way, Adam, but I could just sit back and listen to you talk, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, great. Well, I do have a podcast, and some of them do go two hours long. <laughs> well, hey, man, uh, here you are. You got a chance uh, to, to let the people know, man. Where can they listen to that? Uh, the Class 2A broadcast. Um, you know, it's the off season. I'll start ramping it back up when football season starts, and Honestly, I, I was planning on opening back up with just doing a deep dive into the whole Valdosta story because I just I find it so fascinating. So, um, oh yeah, you know, I'll, no I'll be idea, to man. To, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. And you know, I'll be looking to talk to people about it. Uh, you you sound like somebody that you know maybe I could have on as a guest to you know maybe explain some of it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just I can't get enough of that story. I really can't. I, well, you, know. you got to realize with me, so before I started this gig, I did a radio show here based out of Valdosta. Now, ITG Next, uh, you know, we're statewide now, but I did a radio show that was very much regionalized, and that goes back to the beginning of last year when Valdosta was looking for a coach after unceremoniously relieving Alan Rodemaker of his duties, mm-hmm. okay? Right. So, That's what started this all. Yeah. It really did. It started the whole thing. It was, yeah. it was, Valdosta was kind of the gift that keeps giving. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, anyway, and I know it's a different discussion for a different day, but just to let you yeah. know, it started a, a year, over a year ago with the, the coaching search, mm-hmm. and that is a, a whole podcast of its own, yes. brother. Yeah. Let me tell you. And then, of course, you hire Probst. Do you think you got – listen, Probst, out of all the shenanigans that happened, what, what's getting lost in the shuffle, guys, is Probst did one of the better coaching jobs ever this past year coming in late, coming in with COVID all around him and all the obstacles and challenges that come with that. Yep. And he wound up leading the Cats to the semifinals mm-hmm. last yeah. year, uh, went to Carrollton and beat a good Sean Calhoun coach Carrollton Trojans team in one of the toughest places to play in the state. Bottom line is, and again, different discussion for a different day, but he did a great <laughs> coaching job. But in the end, as a lot of times happen – 
Yep. You talk too much. That's right. Yeah, there's there was some risk and reward with that hiring. Yeah, it seems like the the risk really tipped the scale like all the way like into the oblivion. But um, yeah. Well, listen, uh, Adam, great stuff today, my man. Awesome. I really do appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Super knowledgeable uh, when it comes to uh, to football uh, class two A. I'd love, by the way. To, to talk with you further, whether it's Valdosta or whatever, and uh, I'd love to have you back here on the show. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely happen. I had a lot of fun. Hey, man, thanks so much for joining us, Thank brother. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Thanks, Kennedy. I, I really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot, Adam. All right, bye. Bye-bye. There he is, Adam Crone. Very knowledgeable when it comes to high school football mm-hmm. 2A. You can, again, follow yeah. him at uh, the Class 2A uh, broadcast, as he called it. And uh, also, uh, you can follow him, of course, uh, with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We've got to take a break. We'll come back. What do you guys want to talk about? We are on our wide-open Wednesday. Going to be our last show for a while. So let's hear from you. Hit me up in the comments section. Phone lines are open. If you want to call in, 229-206-3553. 206-3553. You guys want to talk about anything happening in the sports world, be it local. We can talk about anything. The USFL yes. is going to make a comeback again. How will, about that? Uh, will another foot comp- competitive football league trying to compete against the NFL ever make it again? Anything goes. That's why we call it Wide Open Wednesday, and we'll be right back with Anything you want to talk about right after this. Hey, guys, I'm Phil Jones, your host of Next Take Georgia, our weekly podcast brought to you by ITG Next. On Next Take Georgia, we interviewed the top names in high school sports in Georgia, including athletes, officials, coaches, and those that impact and cover high school sports. Recent guests include Dr. Robin Hines, Executive Director of the GHSA, Frank Sokowski, Sports Director for WJCL in Savannah, and coaches Maurice Freeman and Marquise Westbrook, who joined me recently to discuss opportunities for more blackhead coaches in Georgia. You can find Next Take Georgia at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. That's Next Take Georgia, brought to you by ITG Next.
Hey, guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Fellowship Christian Head Coach Sean Oliver as we talk about the Paladins baseball program and how things are going so far this season. Coach Oliver will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Paladins program. That's the Fellowship Christian Coaches Show with myself and head baseball coach Sean Oliver. Heard every other Friday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Yeah, it all it all sort of stems back from from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a you know see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners. And if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be, so we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Westminster head baseball coach Chad Laney as we talk to Coach about how things are going so far this season. Coach Laney will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Westminster program. That's the Chad Laney Westminster Coaches Show with myself and Coach Laney. Heard every other Wednesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. Take it away. <laughs> and welcome back to the last 20 minutes of Extra Point with Phil Jones. And I am Kennedy Weems here on Wide Open Wednesday. We're very Got well done. anything? Yes, I love it. So you're starting to get a pro at this. Just <laughs> we're about to take some time off. So uh, Donnie Jarvis says, how long is a while beat? 
Uh, so yeah, we're going to take uh, three weeks off, mm -hmm. and we're basically going to time it with the. Uh, we'll come back when the teams. I guess the football teams come back with uh, after dead week yeah. number two. Yeah. It's like the and fifth. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll come back, and uh, when we come back, we're going to be back to four days a mm -hmm. week. So we're going to come back with a vengeance. But guys, uh, some of you are asking you know, the reasons why I, got, I took a couple of texts during the break. Guys got to understand, now there's, uh, the show is a very small part mm -hmm. of what I do, what Mr. Producer does. Um, in fact, we want to uh, bid uh, adieu and best wishes to uh, Mr. Producer number one, Mr. Max, who again, you guys don't see these guys a whole lot off camera. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm not trying to uh, tell his business, but uh, one of my co-workers, a great guy. And again, he's one of the guys that uh, produces the show along with Mr. Brandon here. Mm -hmm. um, he's no longer with us, okay? So bottom line is, you know, we, we're missing some personnel. Uh, we've got a lot of work coming up that we've got to take care of. Guys, again, the show is a very small part of what yours truly does. Uh, and these other guys do a lot of things as well. So it's just time for us to really kind of uh, take a break, catch our breath, make sure that uh, we get out all of our other business taken care of, and that's a great thing. I'm glad that we've got business to take care of, I promise you. So again, uh, we're doing this with, we have a Jacksonville show mm -hmm. uh, that we're gonna uh, take a hiatus from as well. Uh, some of the podcasts we do, we're taking a hiatus again. It's what you do in business. Uh, you kind of take a break. You uh, do a reset. You take a step back and just kind of gather your thoughts. Again, guys, we want to ask you, and some of you have answered me on this, tell us what we can do better. Tell us what we can do to make the show better, okay? Uh, that's what we always want to do is make it, make it better. Any company should always want to be doing that, and we're no different. So let us know what you guys would like to see us do differently uh, and what you'd like to see us do better. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. We'd love so, to hear from you. We really would. Uh, by the way, guys, just a, some of our great viewers and listeners yes. that make it possible to do what we do here on the show, coming in Monday through Wednesday, soon to be Monday through Thursday. Um. Donnie Jarvis, you had said, I believe you had a question earlier about, uh, I think one of the suggestions, was it you or someone else? I'm going to try to go back here and see if I can find it. Um, but I think you said something about devote more time mm -hmm. to the smaller program. Did you see mm -hmm. that? I did see that. I don't remember who it was, but I did see that. Um, obviously, you know, we, we certainly try to do that. Mm -hmm. And when you say smaller programs, are you talking about like the class A schools? Uh, yeah. I just want to make sure I understand yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. Specifically, um, so we yeah. can be sure to hit on them. Absolutely, because we yes. certainly, you know, and you got to remember, guys, I know that we broadcast from Valdosta, but we are a statewide mm -hmm. company. So we want to make sure that we concentrate and focus on bringing you guys the best in high school football from across the entire state. Yep. Okay. So that's one of the things that we try to do. And sometimes it does get tough mm -hmm. when you're, uh, you know, kind of spreading your wings and, uh, you know, you're talking about a lot of different programs. And, again, the show isn't the only thing I do. If, no. if I did, I could concentrate a lot more of my time on finding out, you know, uh, some of the more details well, about what's happening across the state. And like we talked about earlier, some of these schools, especially your smaller ones, it's hard to get anything from as far as media or coverage. So it's definitely 
almost up to you guys to let us know about what's happening so that we're able to really research it and then come back with more information. Um, so yeah, it's kind of hard to get to those smaller schools. Of course, we're, we're fortunate to have Larry Godwin uh, for Berrien County as our media representative uh, <laughs> for Berrien County. I love that. But, uh, but no, Larry is a, uh, is a regular here on the show as well. So, uh, uh, all right, let's see. Speaking of, uh, okay, Donnie Jarvis said it wasn't me, it was Rocky Reese. Okay. Larry says the Georgia PSE Ethics Review Committee meets next on July 7th. So that'll kind of coincide as we come back. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if the approach matter will be on the agenda, but uh, where do you go here? Uh, let's see here. I'm not sure if the approach matter will be on the agenda, but those are the next meeting dates. Larry, thanks for that update, buddy. We'll see, again, that may coincide with right about the time that we're coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll certainly uh, um, follow that story as we always do, okay? So we appreciate that. Um, speaking of Prost, this is an interesting uh, thing I wanna talk about. So me and Mr. Producer, and I don't even know how we got into this conversation last night, you know, we started this on the on the bus trip thing. So we were talking. Well, I know how we did, but we're not going to go there. Uh, so we're talking about teams that take charter buses to away games. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, for those of you that that may not know, uh, Colquitt County during the days uh, when when Rush was the coach there, and I don't know. I'm assuming Valdosta did the same thing this past year mm -hmm. when he was, uh, of course, the coach. But Rush was never and never has been a fan of players riding on the charter buses. Now, it had nothing to do with expense because, no. after all, Rush was the coach that uh, basically sequestered his own team on game days, home games, yeah. in hotel rooms. Okay. So, it didn't have anything yeah. to do with, with expense-related. Yeah, it wasn't money-related. But I found it interesting – now, again, no matter what you think about Rush, no matter how you mm -hmm. feel about him, and I've said that a million times probably on this show, mm -hmm. but the guy, you cannot dispute the wins and the losses. No. You cannot dispute uh, his thoughts and why he does certain things. Mm -hmm. And one of those was he never liked taking chartered buses to out-of-town games. Now, a lot of teams will do it if it is a long ride. Right. Okay, and the the conventional way of thinking is, well, it's a long ride, so we don't want the kids on these uh, uncomfortable mm -hmm. yellow buses, mm -hmm. the bluebirds. Well, Russia's thought process was exactly the opposite. He thought that the chartered buses had the old comfy seats. He yep. said it was not good for the linemen to ride in those seats. Uh, and again, guys. You're talking about a guy who probably, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but there was a period there when Rush was coaching where he was one of the most successful, if not the most successful, 
road coaches for sure in high school mm-hmm. football in the state you guys remember that mm-hmm. he was going on the road he had the Packers finishing as the number three four seed they didn't have the home field advantage didn't matter yep. he was taking them on the road and beating everybody at their own home stadiums mm-hmm. so I think that's pretty cool and so you take the record you take the results mm-hmm. and then you see well we did not take chartered buses to these games so you kind of put two and two together and hey He's on to something. I think so. I don't but, have a problem with it. I, I never would have thought. But, I, ne- you know, I think a lot of us would have, would never in a, war, in a million years would have thought that. A lot of us think just the opposite. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, in fact, we talked. I asked Rush about it because me and Mr. Producer were talking about it last night after the show. And I said, you know, let me, uh, let me find out from Rush why he, his thought process was. And he said um, uh, he was trying to talk about where the players can – uh, I guess lay down mm-hmm. on the bench uh, seats or whatever. But anyway, bottom line is, I guess you don't get too relaxed. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing that I said was, it's just like riding it when you ride on an airplane. And Mr. Producer wasn't quite clear on this, and I explained it to him. So when you ride on an airplane, blood clots are one of those things that can become a possibility mm-hmm. and certainly a concern. Because you are seated in the same spot for a long period of time. Right. Maybe that's one of the deals where with the school bus, because the seats are somewhat uncomfortable, maybe that's going to get, you know, the players will get up and stretch a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. don't know exactly what the uh, the thought process is there. But uh, you know what? Yeah. They anyway. could also move around a little bit more as far as in the seat, because it's just the one long seat. You know, they could lay down or sit up or that's right. that thing, too, instead of the charter buses where you're just sitting like you are in an airplane. That's right. Jimmy Helms checking in. Great show, Phil, as always. Going to miss y'all for a while, but looking forward to y'all getting back. Brother, I appreciate the kind words, uh, my friend. I really do appreciate uh, you saying that, Jimmy. Class act, buddy, and it shows in your comments. Man, I really do appreciate that. Robert Tallert checking in says, what's up, Phil? Marcus Rogers I think the new coach at South Atlanta is Michael Woodridge, who had uh, turned Hardaway, mm-hmm. uh, who had turned Hardaway around. Marcus Rogers bringing all yeah, of the comments the today. Marcus, what's up there, dog? I thought you was a Valdosta-only guy. All right, Robert Tallert, again, go. So, Robert is a Peach County guy. I love it. Absolutely love it. But, guys, thank you for the kind words. Again, appreciate that. Jim Stephan checking in. So, Jim, I take it you're not a big Rush fan due to the GHSA approach was 0-12 in 2020. Well, uh, well yeah, that has nothing really to do with anything what we're talking about, though. Uh, but uh, anyway. All right. Um, so, we were also talking about, and one of the things we've been talking about the last couple of days, talking about the most intimidating places to play mm-hmm in the state of Georgia. And we had some great, and we also got to talking about worst stadiums, best yeah. stadiums. You know, how many of you have been to stadiums where the lighting is just awful? awful. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, some it just doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me how you can be in a stadium in a place where you can't only see. And there's some stadiums in Florida that are really bad about that. But uh, so, do you? Can you recall some of the stadiums where you've been? Maybe that 
you know, we're tough places to play. Of course, you're a coffee mm-hmm. fan, of course. Yeah. Um, but maybe trying, you know, coffee is a tough place to play. It they is, got that darn is. train whistle over there. <laughs> they do. <laughs> that, and, so, so, you, so you got, you got the, the train whistle and coffee. Mm-hmm. And that's something else I'd like to know about. Where are some of the places that have got some of these, I don't you know, you call it annoying if you want to. But some of these these sounds, the sound effects, Tiff County. The, the, they shoot off the cannon, right? Or something. Yes. yes. Oh. And if you're Mm-mm. not ready, Mm-mm. if you're not ready for the cannon when it goes off, oh yeah. boy, yeah. look out! It scares out. me every time. Listen, I'm a, I was I was uh, I grew up a Tiff County fan, mm-hmm. and even me knowing when Tiff County scores a <laughs> touchdown that it's coming. It doesn't matter. That thing will rattle your brain, and it is the the concussion from that thing when it goes yeah. off is unbelievable. It's so yeah, yeah. So you got that. You got coffee with again the train whistle, mm-hmm. which is loud. Columbia, and I know this is Florida, but Columbia County, the Tigers, they do the same thing with the train whistle. So again, just talking about some of these stadiums uh, with the loud noises. Mm-hmm. Valdosta. Yes. Now, Marcus Rogers brought this up yesterday when I was talking about this. Now, and I know they still do it now, but before the stadium was renovated, and that's another thing, different, it's kind of a different you know, discussion in some ways, but the old Cleveland field, and I know you can't keep stadiums the same forever. Right. I get it. But when Valdosta was known as Death Valley, mm-hmm. okay, it was really and truly one of the toughest places to play. And before they ever played a down at Valdosta, they would come out, the players would, and bang those helmets on the tin yeah. roof. You know what I'm yep. talking about? Mm-hmm. I do. They would bang those tin, uh, those helmets on the tin roof mm-hmm. as they come out of the uh, the locker room down that final tunnel leading onto the field. And I'll remember – I can remember, as we get ready to go to a break, I can remember when I was a fan, first road game I ever went to was at Valdosta. Mm. And, again, you're just sitting there, you know, you're waiting on the teams to come out of the locker room. And all of a sudden, you know, I can see, I can hear it. And I can see this, the, the, the tin roof of the locker room yeah, just yeah. is bouncing up and down. Mm-hmm. And it gave the whole image of, like, a wild caged cat. Yes. And it was really neat. Now, again, it was yeah. intimidating. That's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So, guys, we're having fun. We're talking about intimidating places to play. The whole thing that makes high school football great. The greatest sport in the world. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Your thoughts. Let us know. Intimidating places to play. Crazy uh, nuances that different teams have in their different stadiums, whether it's the cannon going off, whether they're banging the helmets. What are some of the game day traditions that teams have? Another one about Austin's I'll talk about when we return with more of Extra Point with Phil Jones and Kennedy Weems. And we'll be right back. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. 
a great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last minute floral needs. We also offer a full service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on the go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. Yeah, it all it all sort of stems back from from Dr. Houston. He was sort of the first one to to be the physician on the field, and um, he felt that you could get a you know see an athlete get injured, you can get a diagnosis. Uh, the first sports medicine fellowship was here at the Houston Clinic. The first journal of sports medicine was edited here at the Houston Clinic. He opened his practice in 1949 here, and at that time, sports medicine was not a recognized uh, specialty, and that it's largely due to him and pretty much several of his good friends who created that subspecialty of sports medicine. And uh, was so inspired by his vision and future for sports medicine that um, I applied for and was accepted for a fellowship here. Houston Clinic's been delivering uh, you know, world-class care for many, many years. That's why I came. I, I don't think you could do any better. My family's treated by my partners. And if you are in need of orthopedic care, you really couldn't do better in this part of the world. As long as you're green, you're still growing. Once you're ripe, you're next to rotten. Well, we're still green as we can be, so we're still learning a whole lot. Hey guys, it's Phil Jones with ITG Next Georgia. I'd like to invite you to join me for our bi-weekly podcast with Blessed Trinity head baseball coach Andy Harlan as we talk about the Blessed Trinity baseball program and how things are going so far this season. Coach Harlan will share his insight on his team, who's stepping up, the competition, and other news related to the Blessed Trinity program. That's the Blessed Trinity Coaches Show with myself and Coach Andy Harlan, heard every other Tuesday right here at ITG Next Georgia. Let's get back to more sports talk, an extra point with Phil Jones. And welcome back to our last few minutes of Wide Open Wednesday here at Extra Point with Phil Jones. And I am Kennedy Weems. We were just talking about all of the crazy atmospheres and places to play in Georgia. And we were had a few extra things about Valdosta that you were going to bring up. Yes. So, uh, Mr. Producer, I actually talked about this uh, and uh, he mentioned this. And this is exactly what I was going to talk about. So Valdosta does something that I've never seen anybody else do. I think we can say that a lot about Valdosta, mm-hmm. given credit where credit is due. So Valdosta, when the players come out of the locker room, they'll bolt like a yes. full 100-yard sprint, sprint yeah. right, from one end of the field, from the locker room to the other end of the field, mm-hmm. sprinting in front of their home fans. You know, it's just so – I mean – 
I like that about as good as I do bursting through the sign. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll give you a story real quick. Speaking again of Valdosta, but this was Tiff County. Okay. Uh, This was that very first road game that I talked Mm -hmm. about that I ever went to. So Valdosta used to have the wooden bleachers in the end zones. Now I'm taking you guys back. It was very cool. Very cool. And I'm sitting in the end zone. Okay. And... Valdosta comes out, okay? This is a big, big game. This is a region game then. Valdosta comes out. Div County intentionally waits in the locker room, just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then Valdosta has some kind of on-the-field ceremony that they are honoring. And it may have even been like a, a, Baysmore, a, a, a coach of Baysmore or something. Mm. I mean, it was a big deal. It yeah. was somebody from Valdosta that they were, you know, awarding this big, you know, commemorative mm-hmm. thing to. I mean, it was a big deal. Well, the gentleman was making the presentation, and all of a sudden, right in the middle of that, Diff County decides to bust through the banner onto the field, <laughs> interrupts the whole thing. And, boy, the Valdosta fans were not happy. And to be honest with you, you couldn't blame them. No, but you know no. what? That was yeah. just uh, – hey, that was Gene Brody for Tiff County, for yep. those of you that have ever heard that name. Uh, he brought uh, the pride back and to doesn't sometimes – and they may do it all the time, but I know when Coffee used to play Tifton, they would, like, come out of the stands – have you ever seen him do that? You know what? I never – I heard about it. Yeah. But that was that was Tiff County's uh, John Reed when he was at Tift. Uh, he did that. Uh, I think he implemented that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was very intimidating the few times I saw that. Okay. And another little pregame ritual that they did, and Lee County did this for a while. They had the, they used to have the Harleys before the game. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Had the Harley motorcycles, and again, now I had heard about this. I have never seen it. So they used to do it at Lee County. I know that, again, I think John Reed did it. Uh, you know, He started that in addition to the, the, the team coming through the stands. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of that, not coming through the stands. I like the big entrance on the field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I like. Yeah. But anyway, guys, we're talking about some of the – the great game, so you know, it's, it's great game day experiences. It's pregame experiences yes. that we're talking about. Uh, Clint Haynes says, thanks, everyone, for another great show and can't wait to see you guys soon. I'm going to miss it. Clint, we're going to miss you too, buddy. Big time. Let's go to the phone lines. Caller, welcome into the show. Hey, Phil Kennedy, it's Marcus. Marcus, hey. what's up, buddy? Hey guys, y'all talking about uh, intimidating Valdosta? Yes, that, yes. That that used to come back to haunt people. I got several stories for you. Lay them on us, brother. Back in 1994, we went to Brunswick High School for the I think it was the quarterfinals, and they come running out of their tunnel with their pirate flag, mm-hmm. running, running on the sideline. They two of their linemen decided we're going to bring the pirate flag and we're going to take it across the field. And we're going to jab it right in the field, right in front of Coach Hyder, and we're going to say, bring it. <laughs> you're, so just, you're just they, asking for trouble doing that, <laughs> but go ahead. So they come over there and they jab it, and they look at us, and they do their hands like this, like, you know, you ready for it? Uh, they got whooped 28 to nothing. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you just you, – why would you do that? Right. 
Why would you uh, back, try to get the other team fired up? But but share some other stories for us, Marcus. Back in 1998, we played McEachin for the state championship. They come out for their warm-up session. Guess what they're wearing? Don't know. State championship 1998 T-shirts. <laughs> no, that's just bad karma. You can't do that. So they what, got whooped 21 to 7. <laughs> Um. Yeah, just asking yeah, for trouble, that, Marcus. You had mentioned, and I didn't mean to but but you had mentioned that. So the the banging the helmets, yeah, uh, against the top of the tin roof, mm-hmm. yeah. Did did I understand you correctly? Where some a coaching or I guess a coach took that I think, away. I think when Darlington and Tomlin were here, we stopped it. I don't know the reason. I wasn't real close at the time. Uh, for you know, just for different reasons, I wasn't able to be around as much. Um, but I think during those two tenures, the warm-up circle and the tin roof stopped. Wow! Um, and then when Gillespie came, Coach Gillespie came back or came in. Uh, that was a few things. But I think besides uh, changing the uniforms back, I think he kind of brought the stripes back to the uniforms. If I'm not mistaken, because uh, I think those had kind of changed a little bit too. That was under, the stri- That was the stripes on the shoulder pads, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we had used those for years, and yep. I think when when Darlin and, and and Tomberlin were here, there was some other variations of the uniforms. And then Coach Gillespie decided, you know, he said when he come here, he respected the traditions about Austin and wanted to bring them back, so he brought back the warm up circle and the uh, tin roof and. We had some guys um, that kind of redid the tunnel and redid the, the roof to, to make it a little bit longer and kind of updated, but we brought it back. Um, and then we kind of added the stripes back to the uniforms, which I'm glad of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, we, we were just talking about Valdosta sprinting the full length of the field when they come out of the tunnel. I don't know of any other team that does that. Yeah, we do that, and we as we're doing that, we're playing the fight song. The band That's right. Playing the fight song. Boy, it'll be good to see the and hear the band yes. uh, back yep. this year, won't it? Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Last year just didn't feel right with the, the band not being there. Of course, we tried to play it on the drum jumbotron, but uh, it just didn't seem the same. So we're talking about uh, a lot of different things, the nuances of, uh, of, of the, the games, the good, the bad, and the ugly, really. You know, we're talking about all these, uh, these, these different uh, nuances of stadiums. Um, I had talked about the bad lighting. Uh, Alexander Kane points out that worst, one of the worst is Wilcox County basically playing under a flashlight of the winning <laughs> gopher holes. So we've all been to those stadiums before where you the lighting is terrible. Yeah. But uh Madison County, I gotta say, that that, that was it was awful at Madison. I, I remember going to Camden County when they were redoing Chris Gilman Stadium and being a manager, you know, one of my jobs was making ice bags. So I'm sitting on the bench making ice bags and I hear this awful noise behind me. We just come out of the locker room where it's straight dirt floor. They hadn't finished the locker room yet. And so we had a dirt floor there. Got out there making ice bags. I hear this awful noise behind me. I look behind me, and they are welding the bottoms of the seats onto the, the bleacher area prior to the game. <laughs> no. 
they're finishing up or redoing or something. That was and, taking uh, it right to the last minute, wasn't it? Yeah, they kind of got whooped. And then I got one. I got another <laughs> one for you. We played ML King uh, back in the Gillespie days. Um, they came here for a couple of games. And one of their things was they were going to wear those big chains with locks on them around their necks to warm up. Mm-hmm. And some of, some of them wore those during pregame and put them in the end zone. And then one of them decided to take the sledgehammer they brought with them and hit the cat paw. Um, that didn't turn out so well for them. Some great stories, Marcus. Yes. And a lot of good memories there. I'm looking to make some more. I hear you. Hey, brother, uh, again, we're going to take a, 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 a brief respite from the show and uh i really appreciate your support and i want to be uh i want to see you here uh, uh front and center when yeah. we start things back up absolutely brother take care uh phil and kennedy and the rest of the gang and y'all rest up make things back better than ever thank you man thank you all right guys bye-bye Bye. see you brother all right, again, want to uh, give a shout-out just before we leave here. Maurice Freeman checking in. Great show, Phil. Hey, Maurice Freeman, Coach Freeman, that means so much coming from yes. you. Yeah. You are well-respected, sir, including from this guy. Appreciate you, man. Uh, love you a lot, brother, without a doubt. I mentioned to everybody else, you know, all the uh, great support. I'm maybe uh, not getting to all of you, <clears throat> but Clint – uh, Jimmy, I mean, uh, Larry, I mean, all of you that are, uh, have always supported the show. Mm-hmm. Marcus, uh, I, I'm going to leave somebody out, so I better stop name dropping. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for all the support you give the show, all the kind words, being here every day. Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate it. Kennedy, it was glad to see you back. Thank you. It was so good to be back. Absolutely. And we'll see you when we, uh, when we come back. Yep. All right, for Mr. Producer, Brandon Pham, for Kennedy Wings, and for all of you guys out there, I'm Phil Jones. Taking a break. We'll see you in three weeks, guys. Enjoy the time, and we look forward to seeing you when we come back.